Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. 321 Biz Dev LLC brings a combination of business development, digital marketing, website de- design, and life coaching to worldwide business owners of any size. Our business is people, our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we were once there too. And our team of trainers, digital marketing specialists, and life coaches can help business owners meet or exceed their revenue expectations. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760. We have over 86 hours of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast episode features an interview with Amrit Sura, Remax Realtor, located in Abbotsford, British Columbia, in the great nation of Canada. So, welcome, Amrit. How are you doing this afternoon? Thank you so much for having me on here, Rick. It's a, it's a pleasure talking to you and uh, obviously getting to know you uh, beforehand. Um, I'm doing really well. Um, things are uh, improving weather-wise in the west coast of uh, British Columbia. Uh, as you well know, we're uh, we're partial to the old uh, snow and rain. Uh, things are clearing <laughs> up. Spring is in the air. Um, although we have to be mindful with what's going on at the moment as far as uh, COVID-19 is concerned. Uh, we're, we're keeping a sharp eye on how well to pr- protect the consumers um, and just uh, doing our thing um, locally and uh, hopefully reaching out to a greater audience through through your um, available service. You know what? It's great to hear uh, somebody with the English accent, a little a little slight uh, British accent. And uh, and I went to British Columbia, Vancouver one time, long time ago, about 20, no, no, probably 30 years ago. Um, or maybe even longer than that. I was I was uh, in in the military and had a chance to go to Bellevue and um, just took a ride up the up I five and uh, crossed the Canadian border and went up to Vancouver. And that was the last time I was there. Beautiful city. It's probably changed a lot since the last time I was there. But uh, thanks for accepting the invitation. And you have been you have been my second Canadian uh, business owner guest in the last year and a half. So I want to thank you for your time and participation. It's much appreciated. I think uh, um, our world is, uh, you know, growing smaller, can I say, growing in the sense that we're able to connect um, anytime, anywhere, uh, and, and just provide, uh, provide the information necessary for people to, to make either their transitions or their purchases online, whatever they're doing. Uh, it's it's made us more of a community as as, as it were um, you know I, I was talking to someone this uh, early this morning in Dubai before my open houses um, about some other business and uh, you know fast forward a little bit later on I'm talking to you and in, in your your stateside I'm I'm in uh, I'm a little bit further north and uh, just just connecting the dots I mean we're in this essentially we're all just dots right connecting yes. each other to, to a, a betterment of humanity in my opinion um, and I appreciate your time and efforts these, these are uh, things that uh, it, it, it shows that you're passionate about it um, and it definitely helps uh, the audience understand what's going on well, thank you very much, and I think we, we did say that we, we know someone in common in Dubai, and I hope that turns out um, well for me, and I hope that your tra- your transaction 
that you uh, spoke about just a few seconds ago works out for you too. So, Mr. Mr. Amrit Sura, it's a, tra- a tradition on the 321 Biz Development Podcast to know a little something about our business owner guests before they talk about what they do for a living. So my first question to you is please tell our listening audience about yourself, such as where you're from, uh, what work or occupations or businesses that you had before you began selling real estate in Canada, and things like where did you go to college, if applicable. So we're going to take a, a worldwide journey very quickly, and in summation, uh, at, born in Africa, East Africa, Kenya, uh, grew up in London, did my high school there, finished A-levels, um, and then I transitioned and joined my father and mother in Vancouver, oh, in Abbotsford, Canada. So Vancouver is about 70 kilometers away. Um, and my, my father set up his shop uh, as far as uh, uh, structural engineering is concerned. And then uh, I got involved with uh, laborious work, uh, just odd ends of labor work. I, I started off plumbing. I had uh, visions of uh, becoming a, uh, um, a millwright. And the, the way through that was to, to get involved in uh, mechanical work, which is uh, plumbing related. Um, it didn't go as well as I thought because uh, one of my employers was is no, not a not uh, a favorable person. Um, I ended up then selling uh, colored oxides for concrete. This is to pigment uh, cement, and oftentimes people will look at concrete floors which look like tile or basically pattern imprinted concrete is is what i got into i had my first business at age 20 um, and then i toured around the united states doing tech assists for various companies and then ended up back in europe um, took a leap of faith and ended up in uh, uh, abu dhabi first and then dubai uh, in order to do some work on some prestigious resorts and uh, uh, palatial uh, homes and uh, then I, I really found more passion in trading uh, materials and, and I was local rep for several companies uh, from Europe and uh, Canada and then ended up uh, uh, selling uh, you know goods and materials to, to local applicators um, and then cut the long story short, I jumped into real estate uh, um, in the Middle East uh, for, for the final three years of my life there. Um, and I arrived back five years ago, uh, back to Abbotsford and got licensed up locally. Uh, and I, I wanted to make an emphasis on the fact that the licensing process involved in becoming a, a professional realtor, um, it, it takes about two years to get your license and British Columbia is is quite stringent on some of these uh, uh, tests that you have to take and it's in the favor of the consumers and when, when, you, when you place a consumer ahead of your own needs uh, it becomes an altruistic uh, profession, which, uh, again, you're, you're, you're relying on the fact that the universe is abundant and you're giving back. Uh, so uh, when I work or when people think that, you know, or they say you're working, well, I actually love what I'm doing, providing a service, a clean committed service to, to the to the consumer honest hard work and just enjoying each day um, and as I was telling you earlier Rick I was uh, I, I was fortunate enough to show one of my beautiful listings in Mission British Columbia um, and uh, we happened to uh, engage someone who was looking at acreage uh, a second 
person was able to walk and and take in the property for what it is and it could it could lead to something right i mean at the end mm -hmm. of the day we're we're able to we put ourselves out there to uh, to serve um so in a nutshell no no college um uh, as it is i'm still waiting for my a level results uh <laughs> you know 25 <laughs> years later right um yeah. although that's funny man that's funny the 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 nature of what we do um we we uh, we benefit from being honest right mm -hmm. so at the end of the day whether whether i went to college or not uh, it 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 never really makes a significant difference on how we're able to perform our service that's correct that's yeah. correct so I want to thank you for that um, reply, and uh, I, I can just like I said when I when I saw your 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 post, I was I was attracted to this fact that you were very professional, and I said to myself I have to interview this guy because, just to be honest, I'm not trying to you know pump you up or anything, but a lot of people just don't have that style and class, that you showcase when you're out, you know looking for clients and you're you're showing listings and you're talking about your business. So my second question that I have is as a real estate professional, how did your past work experience or business experiences uh, prepare you to serve the public, like you mentioned, serve the community, serve humanity, and helping people make one of the biggest purchases they will ever make in their lifetimes? I think the biggest thing is patience and perseverance because dealing with individuals it's an emotional thing. Um, when you're selling business to business, uh, it's a financial calculation. When you get in, involved with a commercial purchase or a business sale, it's all black and white and numbers have to match correctly, mm -hmm. right? With, with looking at residential purchases, uh, it's patience with perseverance because at the end of the day the there's so much emotion involved the individuals are gonna uh, you know you're not there with them all the time you're not having the conversations they're having uh, at midnight or 1 a.m. when they want to make that decision so it's just letting them understand that you know, A, yes, they've got to make a decision because once we've engaged in a series of, of viewings back to back and, you know, sellers are also expecting to hear back from their, their agents saying what happened with these particular people who viewed the property three or four times. Um, you've got to exercise uh, your ability to be patient with emotional clients mm -hmm. as well as um, you know have have the patience within yourself that it might not be the the appropriate property at this point we might have to do um, several other viewings right so mm -hmm. what I how I think the best way to coach the client is let them know ahead of time uh, what my role is and what their role is so they categorically they understand that they have engaged process of something which could take two weeks or it could take six months so I go in expecting absolutely nothing in the outset but enabling them to understand that it can go very quickly or as slow as you want because mm -hmm. there's going to be a plethora of opportunity for them to engage in the local market uh, now one thing that i do is i as everyone else that i know uh, should do is uh, they're, they're very patient because 
the relationships you build stick with you for you know 20 30 40 years right it's not it's not a transactional thing right when it's transactional it's it's, it's business related or commercial uh, and even then you're engaging on their emotion because you're you're building that relationship for a purpose for for the betterment of a that particular business provider is going to grow their company and there's going to create jobs and then so what i look at is how much impact it's going to have one individual is going to have on 10 or 20 different people whether they're directly related to them or whether they're indirectly related to them so that could be a homeowner a business owner or a, a commercial complex owner right because all of those things get integrated and i think the biggest thing that i learned from any of the dealings i had with manufacturers or uh clients who required imprinted pavement is having the ability to be patient on somebody else making a decision um and and when you go in providing the facts you, you go in there there's no certainty right you, you mm-hmm. you're not expecting anything and the, the minute you you expect you you sort of get uh disheartened so i i i lost the emotional aspect of it and i think it really strengthened me when i was um living alone abroad um you know country to country out of a suitcase in in certain instances i was i was in uh uh cyprus as well um uh in italy and and spain you know going country to country living out of a suitcase um uh, just doing what i do i i was able to become very very patient mhm I think patience wow. is the key to the success in anything that you do really. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I appreciate that 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 statesman um converse or that state statesman way of 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 talking about business owners and and each business has uh kind of supports or uh helps another business owner. I I love that. I wish more people here in the states would understand that. <laughs> But I really do appreciate what you just said. And I'm going to send that comment to a lot of people I know. Um Amrit, my third question is please tell our listening audience about the overall Canadian real estate market because a lot of people don't I mean they know that homes are sold but a lot of people don't know that things are maybe done a little bit differently than than they are in the states. So can you please share on how the Canadian real estate market works? So as recent as 2016 um there was a change within the the requirements for each individual party to have their own representative. So a seller has a seller's agent, mm-hmm. the listing agent, and then the buyer will have their own particular buyer's agent and What was happening in the past is you when you get a listing a seller's agent could provide dual agency. Mm. Right, limited dual agency. So you're you're not providing what what ended up happening is you're not providing the same level of uh duty that's owed to your client fairly. So they said okay we we have to stop that. So what's been happening is buyers agents uh engage with the the sellers agents and in in some respect some some of the old old agents within the the community felt that that's almost halving their salaries because they've engaged in you know limited dual agency for a number of years and it, it, they make less money because almost 40% goes to a buyer's agent right mm-hmm. um and and generally speaking it, it's quite quite an attractive place 
as far as um, the 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 weather element in, in the west coast of British Columbia, because you got the Rockies um, right through that separate Alberta and and uh, British Columbia, so you don't get those really cold cold fronts. So what's been happening is any sort of migration which is happening from uh, other countries may start in the east, but eventually people come out west because it's a little bit more mild. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you're in San Fran, so I think you're probably closest. You'll have a idea of, of what kind of temperatures we have here. Um, and it's very scenic, so it's quite attractive for people to come here and and be able to uh, you know to, to thrive in whatever industry they were prior to coming um, uh, to to Canada. They could they 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 engage quite easily and integrate into community. It's very very open. Um, as far as uh, um, you know, fairness and equality, it, it plays a huge part in in how people view Canada, um, and that's what makes the West Coast one of the most attractive places to to purchase at the moment. Uh, what's what else has happened is uh, there has been. Um, a foreign buyers tax implemented similar to what New Zealand has uh, so there's mm -hmm. if there's a foreign buyer or a foreign entity uh, looking to uh, purchase residential real estate um, as a foreign entity or a foreign buyer they'll pay 20% extra uh, as part of the transfer tax um, so what that intended to do is sort of bring down the pricing so people who are engaging for the first time into the real estate industry they were able to afford so th those kind of things uh did put the brakes on for a little bit but uh again it's it's such a uh attractive place to to come and live uh, people are people are still uh, making those purchases uh, on a regular basis. Uh, personally, I I handle a lot of uh, local people here. Um, some of my uh, business engagements are with expatriate uh, people who are from out of town. Um, however, they they're looking at more business setup as opposed to residential purchases. So. Um, you know th those things. Uh, those things are making a, a huge impact uh, mm -hmm. to the community as well. Yeah, here in the states, there's a there's also a, a foreign uh, buyer tax as well. So that's that's something that's that's kind of common between Canada and the U.S. So yeah, I definitely can relate to what you just said. Okay, my next question, my my fourth question is. What are the most popular real estate transactions in Abbotsford, in, in Vancouver? Um, what are people buying there? So currently, the the best bang for anyone's buck is is always it's always going to be a, a home with land. However, because of the prices have skyrocketed, a lot of people are, uh, are looking into um, stratified units, um, meaning that you'd purchase a condominium or a townhouse or a row house to make it more affordable. Mm -hmm. um, so what's popular in Abbotsford at the moment is, I would say, um, anything between 400 to 600 thousand uh, dollars in that range uh, because one it's the younger generation that's starting to engage more they want to sort of leave the uh, uh, the nest and uh, acquire the help of bank of mum and dad for the down payment and then 
get into the um, you know get into the one or two bedroom apartment to start um, some people are also engaging into uh, pre-sale activity where they're able to get a good rate hold from the bank and then get on to the uh, uh, like off-plan purchase uh, which is normally about two to two and a half years out and and then they're able to sort of benefit on the early entry and they, they could live in it for a year or two years as they start their family and then build some equity and, and move up into a, a townhouse or a detached a small detached house either in Chilliwack Mission even as far as Hope, Hope is uh, about a 45-minute drive from Abbotsford, um, but you, you still have the availability of homes which are going to be less than $400,000, and you have, uh, you know, a 7,000 to 9,000 square foot lot. Um, so Vancouver-wise, it would definitely be apartments. Because that's wow. uh, that's that's what's more affordable. Uh, if you're looking at a single-family dwelling, there, uh, you know, you're looking at the one million dollar mark to start. Um, and there's 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 definitely a, a lot of growth potential there because in the olden days there were sizable lots. Um, what's happening is those sizable lots get rezoned so they can do a bigger densification and they're either combining three or four older homes on a on a street and then uh, you know g getting the permits for uh, uh, for doing either condos or row houses or townhomes um, to make them more affordable for for the people that work within the city, right? Mm -hmm. And we we have rapid transit, which is which is quite beneficial because because then communities which uh, which are further, you know, up to thirty kilometers away from Vancouver City, could serve as you know your um, your, your suburbs your suburb uh, suburb neighborhoods um, mm -hmm. where people you know they, they'll go they, they'll they'll go and live there and work downtown because they've got the rapid transport available they can get into town uh, without being in traffic um, you know in the space of 30 to 40 minutes uh, door to door uh, so what we're finding is you know, as people get into the next stage of their life, whether they've got a, a, a fiance and then they get married and they want to have kids, they move as close to Abbotsford as Langley. Um, mm -hmm. Some people even come out further into Abbotsford. They don't mind the drive. And Mission is connected very well by rail uh, to, uh, to Vancouver. And that's a 50-minute train ride uh, with no traffic. You know, you're you're not going to be in um, caught up in any rush hour. Uh, so, you know, the e the Fraser Valley, not only Abbotsford, just Abbotsford, Mission, Aldergrove, Langley is seeing a lot of activity because people are stepping up and becoming responsible adults, getting married, uh, planning for kids, mm -hmm. and, and they want their kids to grow up in, uh, um, you know, in the suburbs and have a, have a good lifestyle, right? Uh, they, they don't want to be, they don't want to be paying extortionate amount of rent and, and not have a good future for their kids. So they're making that sacrifice. Uh, I'm seeing, um, that you know the, the 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 younger local generation are are sensible enough to to make deals with with their parents to say okay guys please help us out with 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 the down payment and we can mm -hmm. make that next step 
I don't know what it's like stateside, but um, I'm sure the bank of mum and dad does come in handy <laughs> even there, you, right? You mentioned you mentioned uh, Vancouver and, and San Francisco is probably on the same uh, level in terms of affordability. So the price that you mentioned for Vancouver is yeah. almost identical as it is in San Francisco. And uh, most people can't afford to live in San Francisco. They have to live, uh, you know, 50, 70 kilometers out, mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to then commute to San Francisco. So what you're saying about Vancouver and, and um, you know, Abbotsford and some of the other communities, you know, east of Vancouver is almost identical to what it is in San Francisco. Wow. Do, do you sell, do you, do you, do you uh, work with a lot of... Uh, people who work downtown in Vancouver and want to buy out in the Fraser Valley? So yeah, absolutely. So what, what ends up happening is I, I the basis of my business model, um, and you should have anyone that enters the industry should have a model. What I thought to myself is, okay, I want to be, I want to be a listing agent and a listing agent who has the ability to locate listings within 18 minutes drive from my home base which mm -hmm. is in Abbotsford so I can service my listings for example if somebody uh, from Whistler or from Vancouver says okay guys uh, we're, we're looking at some properties um, we got to go to the uh, to the east um, I want to be able to service that client, okay, whether it's, if, if my listing was an hour and a half away, then I put myself into a situation where, say for example, the buyer's agent cannot attend. I have to be present. I'm serving my client. So having, having, uh, Having that as a, 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 a framework was important. I take listings locally. And then if a buyer says, okay, I want to relocate to Hope or I want to relocate to Burnaby, I will then put my buyer's agent hat on and serve them where they want to go. So it doesn't affect my... Uh, my business as, as a seller's agent um, if I'm entertaining a potential purchaser engaging in another community so in, 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 in the answer to your question yes I, I will serve a buyer relocating from, from uh, Vancouver locally but like I said earlier what's happening is Say, for example, somebody has a listing. That client is probably looking elsewhere for a property and potentially in the east. And mm -hmm. so they have an agent. They are represented by a realtor. So mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, the people who have their offices and they're serving their seller clients in Vancouver they will take their buyers where they go um, so if a buyer from Vancouver calls me unless they're a tenant or a renter or someone who's just arrived it's it's very unlikely that they don't already have an agent and <clears throat> First, first and foremost, what, what, what's very important is engaging them to have a meeting locally. Say, hey, come to my office, let's meet, let's talk. Maybe they don't even like me, right? So it gives them oh, the come on now, come on now. Everybody's, everybody <laughs> will like you, man. Come on. So the, it gives them the opportunity, okay, I will use Uncle Ben as my realtor, as opposed to Amrit, who's located locally. Um, what what I see happening in this business locally is they they might they might go ahead and turn around and say okay um, 
when people get licensed, they should A, either look at becoming a seller's agent, okay, or a buyer's agent. Now, everyone is going to be pulling their hair out when they hear this, but in reality, uh, that's, that's, that model should be consistent all the time, right? Because if, if you're a buyer's agent, you're always handling buyers and you know exactly what your job is. Whereas if you're, if you're a seller's agent, you're, you're handling a, a, a different set of tasks, right? right? So, for example, earlier today, um, part, of the, part of my delay was because I, I had that open house and then I had to do viewings. I hosted my own open house. Now, some of the, you know, some of the most absurd questions uh, come at open houses is, you know, the, the public will come and say, okay, hey, well, what do you think is a good price? Well, I don't know. Ask your agent to be in touch with me and then we can discuss it. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So in the, in that sense, you know, there should be a separation. Um, so the consumer is more protected as opposed to being, you know, thrown in the lion's den. Because, you know, if you if you go back 20 years, that would have been a great question. Right. If a seller's agent standing there and they, they'll say face to face and say, OK, are you ready to make an offer? Here's the paperwork. Let's put it on paper and let's get this negotiation started. So it's become, uh, I, I suppose is the correct word, litigious. Um, yes. A lot more paperwork involved uh, for the benefit of the consumer. So for the further benefit of the consumer, um, and as you know, you being in the real estate industry too, um, it, you know, you want to, you want to have the product you want to be the listing agent you know so you can either a choose to be um, a buyer's agent for a period of years and that's what you stick to or you become a listing agent and stick to that because there's enough work and business for everybody mm-hmm. um, if, if you think that there isn't then you know, you you don't have the mindset that 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 is that is required of you, because you're in reality you should be putting everyone else's needs before your own. Is how I walked into uh, learning what North American real estate was. <laughs> well, otherwise, <laughs> right? Otherwise. Otherwise, we can go back in the olden days where they used to mark, uh, you know, by, by yardstick and, uh, you know, a handshake mm-hmm. and, and acquire the services of a middleman. And in all intents and purposes, that's, that's what I did when I sold material or products in the Middle East. I was, I was a, a third party. I was a middleman, and then even even in you know uh, the gentleman we know mutually, Feras uh, um, Al Masadi, he has done tremendous amounts of things for that region and that region's ability to become a next level professional in the real estate world. Whereas uh, you know when I sort of dip my feet in, in over there the the licensing process is is not similar at all to uh, to what it is in North America hmm, um, interesting you're so over here we're we're you know we're so legally bound um, and it's much the same in in the states uh, you, you're a fiduciary to your clients right Right. That's right. 
So I want to I want to thank you for at least mention uh, 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 Feroz's name because I, I hopefully will be talking with him soon. So I will I will let him listen to this uh, this this podcast episode so he will know he, that he, he has a, a friend a friend in, he, in Canada and a friend in California. Absolutely, he has done um, unbelievable things there, and the the culture he's created in, within his own company. I mean, it, it's uh, I mean, it, it's it's on another level. Um, I think a lot of people should uh, uh, swallow up on the information he has available. Um, it, it's uh, it's definitely uh, game changing. That's for Good. sure. Good. I, I think he'll be glad to hear that that he's getting some feedback. You know, eight thousand, nine thousand miles away. <laughs> so that's. That, that's awesome. So, Mike, I got two more questions to ask, and I, I really want to thank you for your input. You have provided a, a lot of wisdom. I know that people that listen to this episode, you know, whether they're in North America, I mean, Canada or the U.S., they're, they're gaining a lot of information for uh, from what you're talking about. So, my next question is that I've I've seen you on Instagram for about a month, and I've been checking out how you work. And I will tell our listeners today that I think you have a strong people presence. I mean, a strong people presence, strong communication skills. And what do you think gave you, what type of past experience uh, gave you those attributes in which you can just go out and talk to people as if they're right in front of you? On your Instagram post, it almost feels like you're talking with me. You know, even though I'm in California, it seems like you're talking to me. And I'm sure that whoever watch watches your your posts, they yeah. feel like you're talking to them. So funny enough, okay. So the the most effective way of communication is through being able to show great facial expression. And my uh, my close mentor, Michelle Cummins, she's uh, number one real uh, realtor for Remax within the Fraser Valley and. Uh, Western Canada um, getting myself out there any time a day all the time you just have to be real because I I can't not be real on video right so mm -hmm. when I'm walking about I'm walking about with you uh, we're going for a viewing you know where you know we're heading to the lender um, we're going to have a sit down and a meet and greet um, with a financial planner. Whatever it is, I want them to engage um, me in real time. I mean, uh, th there's there's no there's no makeup. There's no uh, um, you 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 don't want to shortchange the public, right? So Correct. The, the honest approach is the only approach and in all honesty uh, the reason why it's so real my my brother has three children and I love them to death they're the apples of my eye right there's three of them um, and the youngest one he was away for one of the birthdays uh, in England, he had gone to visit uh, with his family, and I left him a message singing them happy birthday, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this young boy, he's three years old, he's, he's being shown this video, and uh, he thinks I'm there. He, <laughs> says, he says, where are you? You know, he wanted to talk. So that made me realize that it's so important to engage in a positive manner and in an honest manner. Uh, I'm sure everyone has negative days, um, but you've got to have a little bit of a twinkle in your eye in order for someone to engage with you. Um, because recently I've, I've had conversations with people who said, I've been watching you for over a year. We're getting there, and we, we know who to come to when we're going to be taking the deep dive, okay? And I couldn't do that if I was fake, 
That's correct. I'm I'm nothing but real, right? Like I got to be real and in front of you I'm real and it you know on video I'm real and you you're not going to think that I've just acted out uh, a scene of Romeo and Juliet for the sake <laughs> of uh, um for the sake of uh impressing anyone, right? Um I think you have to be quite honest and true to yourself. I think everyone goes on the journey. Whether sometimes you you know you look at you look at some of the videos and what not and and people say okay all the activity or whatever you're doing um you know don't you get sick and tired? Well no. You 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 get you appreciate because you do those things um and other people get to appreciate what you've just done. Like I do a community meet and greet So sometimes if there's an event I'll join in in the event. You know, um one of the one of the posts I had was at a uh like a Christmas market or uh the the local uh gallery that we have. Um so fun things like that to bring to attention of community and also potentially to people who are you know 10,000 miles away i mean i've had people engage with me from from india as well saying you know what how do i get myself there i mean that's a bit bit more of a lengthy long-winded process which requires um you know specific professional help like uh um like a visa service to to bring people out to to mm-hmm understand what processes are i mean that's that's another thing but uh i can't be anything different because when i'm sitting in front of you i have to be the same person as i was on that video that engaged you so that's, that's I, and i exactly learned that I saw. yeah and i learned that well from um uh the broker owner is is a is a gentleman called Ray Yankana wonderful guy um and uh my my great mentor Michelle Cummins as i mentioned she um she she really set set the path for me when i came and i got my license i engaged them uh at at one of the Remax meet and greets um and uh you know I what well, once I signed up for mentorship uh, uh time blocking was a an essential part a- everything everything we do um occurs on a timely basis uh whether you're taking a flight a train buses um you know so everything is organized school is organized so why wouldn't uh, uh a particular person who's doing real estate why wouldn't they have a timetable a timetable is essential from the minute you wake up and then whether it's regularly posting or whether it's uh, uh keeping updates with your with your clients um you know sending the the just sold cards or wh- whatever it is uh i think the the minute you you remove the facade of um being unreal you you, you go into uh engaging real people because it's people you want to engage and people buy businesses and they buy homes and they buy investment properties for their children um and it just goes on so you want to be as real as possible what made me do that was my young nephew i couldn't be fake if i tried to to my nephew or nieces you know wow that that's a that's a funny story and i and i <laughs> can definitely see it i can see your 3-year-old nephew well where are you i mean cuz <laughs> i mean cuz you were real when i saw your video on yeah. instagram i said to myself He sounds like he's talking to me. <laughs> and I'm about to see the home, so I really appreciate that. My last question will be 
what is the best way for people to contact you about their real estate needs in your area in the Fraser Valley and Abbotsford and that 18 that 18 minute radius you talked about so go ahead and take it away and tell us how people can can reach you Amrit Sura so guys thank you so much again Rick thank you for having me as part of your podcast guest I'm Amrit Sura with Remax Local Realty. My direct number is 778-999-1531, 778-999-1531. You can also reach me by email, which is asura at remax.net. And my number again is 778-999-1531. So Rick, I really appreciate your time and efforts. And the reason why I mentioned my number three times, it's because it's part of everything I do on my social media as well. So whenever you hear me on my video posts, you'll hear my number three times. Just in case you didn't hear it the first time, you'll get it the second time. And it's a long number, so you might need to hear it for the third time. Um, so I, I serve uh, the Fraser Valley region and, uh, and beyond beyond for buyers and sellers within the 18 uh, 18 minute radius is, is essential. So s sellers would be served well locally uh, and also buyers, uh, whether, whether I host a buyer and then um, refer them to one of my partners within the jurisdiction thereafter, uh, that's something which Remax is 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 very very famous for is that we work well together as a group um so in a in a nutshell guys that's that's me um and rick has been a gracious uh, host a wonderful gentleman from 321 business development llc based in um san francisco reaching worldwide audience guys um amazing gentleman that I've engaged over the last uh, month or so and uh, uh, you know little did we know we have similar um, people that we know in other parts of the world exactly so from Kenya to London yeah. to the Middle East to Canada I want to thank you Amrit Sura for being a guest and if you are a white-collar business owner listening to this show and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you're going through right now and if you're looking to buy in the Fraser Valley uh, make sure you please call Amrit Sura and if you're looking to uh, improve your business make sure you get don't hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1415-515-6760 to see if 321BizDev LLC can help you find a winning solution. We recommend all small business owners looking for solutions. Visit our website at 321BizDev.com services to complete a questionnaire to begin the consultative process. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make it a great day.